This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. And uh, we go back to back with our uh, our state's attorney candidates, and mm-hmm. we, we go back to the Kansas City Barbecue Pit Hotlines, and we're joined by uh, Tammy Wagner. Tammy, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. We just got done talking to your opponent. You're, are you gonna, you're not going to tell us like you shot archery at Michigan State, did you? I don't know if you knew he was a fencer <laughs> at Notre Dame. I don't know if that's intimidating or not. Uh, no, actually, I was a synchronized swimmer at Purdue. There it is. I nailed it from the beginning. I like it. I like uh, for real? <laughs> no, that's what no. I said. Earlier. I was going to say, you wow. Could fool, <laughs> you could fool Courtney of anything. We should have just I believe us. people when they say stuff. That's the, the, that's the issue. I believe people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tammy and her twin, Shammy Wagner. They uh, were on the synchronized <laughs> swimming team. Right. <laughs> Courtney obviously doesn't listen to you when you talk, Eric. No, I uh, heard you say that, but it was you like... You thought I nailed it. You thought I, I thought you really it. nailed it. That would have been... <laughs> sometimes you're prophetic, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tammy, it looks like the road to state's attorney, it's kind of the same for, for a lot of the candidates. You were you were an assistant state's attorney here in the county. Um, you, you became a legal instructor at the Law Enforcement Training Center, and, and now you're over in Piatt County. As the uh, as the assistant state's attorney, so is, is this just natural for you? Um, you you, you want to be a uh, you you want to follow this same career path and, and and become the state's attorney? Yes, I do. Um, and actually, I'm not with Piatt County anymore. Oh, okay. Um, I've actually moved on. I've done some work in Moultrie County and in McLean County. Oh, okay, mm. I'm trusting this website ballot ready. It gives me some information on on some candidates, and it's just it said you were still there, but that's uh, no problem. So moving around. And- no, that's okay. Get, get, get an experience? I mean, did you know all along at some point you were going to run? Yes, um, eventually. Um, you know, but it's something that when I started out many years ago, um, I, I took some time off and did some private practice work. And then once I spent a couple of years in private practice, I just I figured out that being a prosecutor is what I wanted to do. Yeah. How long have you been a lawyer now? Oh, gosh, 22 years. Yeah, so you've, I mean... Scott's got a little experience as far as having been the state's attorney for four years, but you've been doing this a long time too. So, I mean, it, it's, I, I guess when, when somebody asks you about the experience level, you, you've done a lot as well. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, is this, um, you know, you know, coming, coming into this, this race, I don't, I don't, you know, did, did you enter, uh, did you enter this race? Like, uh, you know, let, let's get some experience. Is it actually, I should start with this. Is this your first time running for uh, for an office like this? Yes, this is my first time doing anything like this. So, um, and I chose an interesting year to do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. And you might you might have a small disadvantage. Scott, you know, had had a, a competitive primary to run against Phil Tibbs, so his name may be out there. He's also having done the job before. You know, his name may be out there a little more since you since you ran unopposed. It may have seemed like an advantage at the time, but but people are probably still just now getting to know you. I think um, you know that's one of the, one of the disadvantages and the advantages of not having a contested primary, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. There there wasn't really that opportunity back in uh, January, February, March to really do a lot of stuff because I didn't really have to. So I mean, I did, but not in the same way. So yeah. um, and then of course now, then we went into uh, kind of that shutdown mode where once we can't pass yeah. the primary, then there really wasn't a whole lot of opportunities to do much of anything. We just talked to Scott about a lot of the important issues of being the state's attorney. And um, do you, I'll, I'll kind of, you know, unfortunately I got to ask you a lot of the same questions uh, for, for those listening, but I mean, do, do you, do you see this office as, as more than just putting the bad guys away? I mean, it, it's a chance to help people too, still, even though you're on the side of, of putting the bad guys away. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think that's the one thing that the misconception about um, 
prosecution and being a prosecutor is that, you know, putting people away, you know, prosecuting crime, we, you know, we prosecute. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean we send people to prison or send people to jail. Um, along with that is a lot of opportunities for us to really um, help people, yeah. uh, especially those situations where people, you know, are committing nonviolent crimes or drug mm-hmm. offenses. Um, we can really help them get on a path that, um, you know, get them the help that they need, whether it be drug treatment, mental health treatment, um, and take them, <clears throat> put them on that path, and then, you know, put them back to work, get them, you know, working again and productive again. Um, so, yeah, it, it's really more of an opportunity to really help um, than, it, than it seems. Cordy asked the same question you asked, Scott. She, she supports diversion. Diversion and mentor programs for first-time offenders or second-time offenders. Do you support that? Absolutely, Phenomenal. yes. Um, you know, those are the ties that, I mean, first of all, I mean, that's kind of the wave of the future, right? Uh, when we look at the criminal justice reform mm-hmm. uh, that's going on, really there is a big push mm-hmm. toward, um, first of all, either completely diverting people out of the criminal justice system if they're, um, if they have issues that need to be <clears throat> addressed, like mental health or drug, um, and they're nonviolent felonies, mm-hmm. you know, don't even put them in the system. Um, because there's a whole there's a whole world of ramifications just by charging somebody with a crime. Right. Um, we also have the the programs that are meant to uh, defer people <clears throat> from incarceration who normally would be. Mm-hmm. We have the adult redeploy program right. that uh, allows people who, based upon their prior criminal history, they may um, be candidates who normally would go to prison or go back to prison. Um, but we have opportunities now to take those people and put them in kind of more of an intensive probation situation. Right. Um, get those community-based sentences, get them, again, the help that they need. Mm-hmm. Um, employment being one of the biggest, right? right? And people work, they feel uh, better about themselves, and they contribute. So, yeah, absolutely. Those are, like I said, it's the wave of the future, and that's what we all should be looking at. That's phenomenal. Tammy, you've worked in a number of different counties. Um, are, are you are you a Macon County girl originally? Um, actually, like I come back to Macon County by way of Wisconsin, but okay. now my um, my family's originally from here. Um, my dad, when I was young, worked at uh, Mueller Company, so okay. he got into the sales program. So you, um, so we left here when I was young. Spent a little bit of time moving around the country and being a salesman, but. Uh, my family stayed here. Um, I have uncles here. One of my uncles was a Decatur police officer. One of my cousins is still a Decatur police officer. Cool. Um, so when I graduated from law school, it was easy to come back because mm-hmm. I already had a, a network of family, kind of a safety net. I think it could be looked at either way. You know, right. you, you need to know the community that you're going to be the state's mm-hmm. attorney in, and you do, but it's also a positive that you got out and saw some other places. Yeah, definitely. And with, and with your close ties to law enforcement, what would your um, policy be regarding charging children in adult court. Uh, ultimately, like, when would you use your authority to file charges in adult court, or when would you pursue cases uh, in juvenile court? You know, I think that again, one of those areas that there's been a lot of reform, um, and we have to be really careful about how we when when we charge juveniles as adults. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing is that there are they're pretty there's statutory restrictions on what we can do. Um, and some of the, the specifics about the type of crime that it has to be um, in order it, for it to be even a discretionary transfer to adult court. 
Um, but even if it's discretionary on the part of the state's attorney, um, one of the things we have to understand is that, you know, um, we can't just look at the offense. We have to look at the offender, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, when we talk about things like justice and justice being one of those words that is, you know, it's the cornerstone of our system, but at the same time, it's hard to define. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, in order to do justice, it, you don't just look at the crime, you look at everything else that's going on with the, with the individual, and you try to craft um, some kind of sentence that is appropriate for both. Um, and the community, mm-hmm. you know, is it is it a situation where you know you have to protect the community, or is it a situation where you know we can really do better by serving the individual in that balance, um, and maybe stepping away from charging in adult court as opposed to, um, or step away from char- yeah, step away from charging in adult court and and keep the case in juvenile court. Yeah. And like I said, it, it's all going to be very specific as to the the, the facts. One thing I'm, uh, I wonder about a state's attorney just kind of came to me. One of the things we didn't ask Scott, you know, you, you have to make the decision on whether or not to charge, and that's big. That affects a whole family. Um, mm-hmm. You have to rely upon the, the law enforcement. Does the law enforcement give you the entire story, or does a state's attorney reach out to the the uh, accuser? Do, do you do you hear both sides of the story before making that determination, or only through the the stories the police tell you? Um. You know, for the for the most part, charging decisions rest on information being provided through law enforcement. And law enforcement um, will also tell you in their report what the accuser probably said on the record and stuff like that, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, in the, when you talk about charging and, and the ramifications that can come from even charging somebody with a crime, um, that's why when we, as as prosecutors, we have to make sure that we're making good charging decisions. Yeah. And if you know, you, if you get reports or information from law enforcement, and you you think there needs to be more done, then you have to ask them to do more. Gotcha. Um, you know, the state attorney's office isn't there just to rubber stamp uh, what the police do um, and push things along. Um, we're there to make sure that you know the we have enough information that we can take the case to court. Sure. Uh, the police, yeah. yeah, I mean, the police are, are arresting people based upon a standard of law and a standard of proof that is considerably different uh, than what we need when we go to court. Yeah, I think uh, there's just so many different levels of law, plus those of us that don't know, we've watched a lot of TV. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's My like, favorite part is they solve crimes in an hour. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, how do, you know, we, uh, we, we had so many trials around here last years, uh, but we get we get 16 episodes a season and 16 answers. <laughs> I, right. Yeah. I know. Too bad it's not that easy. <laughs> Too bad it's not that easy. We need to be more like television. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's phenomenal. Tammy, what's your favorite law show? Oh, God. You know, my favorite law show, honestly, and you're going to make me admit this on the radio, yeah, I love definitely. Criminal Minds. I, 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 don't, I don't knock you because I don't know the difference between any of them. Yeah. <laughs> she said Criminal Minds? <laughs> yeah. Is that a bad one? Is that, is that... That's good. No, it's yeah. good. I thought she would say something like Damages with Patty Hughes or somebody like that. Have you seen Damages? No, I haven't. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check it out, though. <laughs> If you listen to our show long enough, the Courtney Carson story is a pretty good one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real down-to-earth story. <laughs> T- 
Tammy, if anybody has any questions for you, they want to talk about, uh, you know, you ask your questions and to help determine who to vote for, how do you ask them to, to get a hold of you? Sure. Um, you know, like every probably everybody else today, um, I've got a, a page on Facebook, Wagner for State's Attorney. Um, I welcome all comments, questions, concerns. There's a place to message me. Um, also on there, there's an email address that you can send if you don't want to uh, do it through Facebook. You can just shoot me an email. Um, and, you know, I'll respond. And Wagoner is, there's an O in there, W-A-G-O-N-E-R, Wagoner. Yes. Yes. So if they're going to look you up on Facebook, get that O in there, Wagoner for State's Attorney. Well, hey, we wish you the best. (laughs) This is a great conversation. Anything else you'd like to to mention? You know, any topics that we didn't? Sure. And actually, and you know, it was going to sound weird, but do you mind if I give a shout out to my husband? It's our 20th wedding anniversary. Oh, congratulations. Absolutely. Go for it. Hey, Happy anniversary, Jason. Hope you're listening. There you go. That's uh, that's great. That's great. So love is in the air. Twenty years is tough. <laughs> I, this is an honest thing. I know a lot of people that split up at nineteen. Oh my! It's God. weird. It's really a weird yeah. number. So you, getting to twenty is a big deal. Yeah, so congratulations. Congratulations. So I should give him a high five. We made it to twenty when you he made it. Home. You yeah, made you it made. to twenty. You made it. I told somebody like when they were at fourteen that the, uh-huh. the thing about nineteen, and then that person got divorced at nineteen. How did you? I told you, you were prophetic. <laughs> I didn't mean. I to, told you had a. I wasn't calling them spirit, out. I was just like, oh, you, yeah, that's you cursed them, though, man. I don't feel bad telling people at twenty, you know, because you made it. I'm guessing the best gift you can give him is uh, it's only uh, six days of the election and this is over. <laughs> you know, I think he's looking forward to it just as much as I am. Yeah. He's uh, He's been right there with me the whole time. He's my helper. That's how I refer to him on Facebook. Um, yeah, he's ready. What have you been able to do through the pandemic when you've really been trying to get your name out there? Um, we We still did some door-to-door stuff, but we didn't do the door knock and the talking uh, we converted all of that stuff to um, door hangers. Okay. So yeah. we we spent days and hours just kind of walking around and hanging information on doorknobs. Um, and if people happen to be home, just you know, asking them to review it, reach out if they had any questions. Well, I it sounds good. And they, again, they can reach out to you at Wagner for State's Attorney on Facebook. And again, this is the most refreshing race. Mm-hmm. That, that we've talked to. Right. <laughs> you, no, nobody came on and said how bad the other person is right, at things. Right. And, uh, and, and he just said, this is why I deserve to do it. So you should vote for me. And and Tammy, we wish you the best. Good luck uh, next Tuesday and, and go get them. And Thanks, Tammy. Good or bad for both of you guys. I, I hope uh, you know down the road you continue to consider this uh, because I, I think you both, these are great interviews and I think you both are great candidates. So the best, the best of luck to you, Tammy. Thank you. Thank you both. We'll talk to you again. So long, Tammy. Okay. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.